the perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive football stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features ensure that you can take on any adventure. What kind of features? Well, how about the available H-Track all-wheel drive so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud? Or the standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together? How about available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone? We're always trying to think about those great spring and summer getaways, but with a car like the Hyundai Santa Fe, anywhere can be your next adventure. To learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe, go to HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Welcome back to the Cover 3 Podcast with your hosts, Chip Patterson, Tom Fernelli, Danny Cannell, and Bud Elliott. It's your call for the best college football coverage from National Signing Day to the National Championship and everything in between. CBS Sports presents the Cover 3 Podcast. And welcome back to the Cover 3 Podcast here on CBS Sports. That's Bud Elliott. That's Tom Fernelli. Danny Cannell joining us shortly. I'm Chip Patterson coming to you live at YouTube.com slash Cover 3 and all across the 24-7 Sports Facebook network. Thanks for hanging out. Just, you know, you can tap, press, tickle, or just just hit, hit, hit that subscribe, hit that like, come and join us in the chat because subscribers get to talk. The community is fantastic. The community is growing. We want you to be a part of it uh, here at youtube.com slash cover three. An episode that was much clamored for, an episode that was uh, much anticipated after we put together our SEC schedule, the perfect SEC schedule uh, for when Texas and Oklahoma join the conference. Now we will be turning our attention to the Big Ten, which will be receiving USC and UCLA prior to the 2024 season. Real page-turning moment. We'll have the SEC expanded. We'll have the Big Ten expanded. We'll have the college football playoff expanded. And um, and it's, it's going to be an exciting season. But... That uh, coming up ju- in just a little bit. Gentlemen, I wanted to begin with uh, something that kind of uh, was not on my radar, I'll be honest, as I came into the week. But once the USFL college draft got underway, man, some dudes. Because the USFL college draft is something that's a little bit more unique, where we've seen the USFL last year or even the XFL. It's a little bit more of like, oh, yeah, I remember that guy. The USFL is drafting players for its spring season that just finished college. Now, they're focusing on day three guys, undrafted free agent type players. 
And for these players, it could be a great opportunity because you're going to get to go out there, continue to compete, continue to showcase your skills. If you are drafted, the league is supposed to start in mid-April, obviously the NFL draft a little bit later. If you are drafted by a team, then you're off to go work with that team. You're going to do all the spring activities with that NFL team. However, if you are cut by that NFL team prior to the 53-man roster, well, you've got a place with that USFL team that just drafted you. Nice little way to have a paycheck. Nice little um, agreement, you know, minor league, major league, to be able to uh, to pair the talent and give an opportunity. There were some names, gentlemen. We got Adrian Martinez going second round to the New Jersey Generals. Tanner Morgan, second round to the Michigan Panthers. Chase Bryce of Clemson, Duke, an App State fame, going first round to the Houston Gamblers. Malik Cunningham to the Birmingham Stallions. Uh, Darius Davis, fresh, fresh off his campaign with TCU. He got drafted. Lindsey Scott Jr., for those of you who get real uh, into the incarnate word overs and incarnate word running up the s- score in the FCS this year. Uh, just uh, just a lot of names. And so as, as some fun, if you've not gotten a chance to go look at the USFL college draft, there's some there's some fun players there. It's going to get me interested. I just wanted to ask, what was uh, what were some of y'all's favorite, or do you have a favorite pick from the USFL college draft? Uh, my takeaway is redemption for me, finally. I don't On know who? why. I don't know why there were only seven picks in the first round. Did like the New Jersey Generals tamper with Tom Brady or something? Why didn't they have a first round pick? They didn't Chip. have one at all. No, there were only seven picks in the first round compared based on this sheet that I'm looking at. Maybe they traded their pick to get like more later picks, and that I don't know. That, that's I got. I'm not gonna pretend that I, I watched this. Nah, Chips are USFL expert, but no, the eighth pick of the draft was Tanner Morgan. Now, there are eight teams in the league, so while this was technically a second-round pick, this is really a first-round pick. And a few years ago, in my way-too-early mock draft, I had Tanner Morgan in the first round of one of those like three years ago. So for him to actually be a first-round pick shows that I was way ahead of my time. You had him as a first-round pick in the NFL draft. Now he is a first-round pick in the USFL draft. Uh, Danny Cannell joining the conversation as well. But what's I'm uh, pull this up? I mean, I, like, vamp me for a second. I, I just I can't believe anybody would pay Tanner Morgan to play football for their team. I, I, We're talking USFL draft. Yeah, 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 yeah the wow. college right. draft. I mean, did yeah. you see the list of dudes? I mean, there were yeah, some Malik Cunningham. Yes. Yeah. There were some other names on there too. I was a little bit surprised. Like so, what are the who owns their rights now? Are they still eligible for the NFL? That's yes. the only thing. Like with some yes. of these guys, yeah. So they're just drafting guys based on hopefully they play for them. Right. But if like, they get drafted by an NFL team, they're saying peace, see you later. And if they That's get cut by that question. NFL team, they go back to the USFL. That oh, USFL cool. team still has their rights. So if you are somebody like Jake Bobo from UCLA, who's a physically gifted player and you go out there and it's just kind of a loaded room, then you still have uh, your spot with the New Orleans Breakers to be able to go back and play for them and continue to work your way towards that NFL goal. It seems like there's a lot of agreement right now between the NFL and the USFL in terms of how these players, especially these college players, can move up and down. Assuming that these teams have some clue of what they're doing, right? This is actually a pretty useful list if you were doing like off-season power ratings to go through and be like, okay, they lost this guy. This guy wasn't an NFL dude, but like he seems to have mattered, and you know maybe didn't have crazy numbers popping, uh, but you know interesting nonetheless. Like 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 a Noah Taylor at Virginia. I'm a little surprised Mason Brooks is not considered to be an NFL guy here. I, I thought he was uh, 
you know, a decent player for, for Ole Miss. Um, but like, you really, you can't get a better quarterback than like Lindsey Scott or Tanner Morgan. I'm, I'm kind of shocked by that. Like, this is. Do you know who the first pick overall was in last year's USFL draft? I didn't know that the USFL, USFL existed last year. So no, <laughs> it did. The number one pick once again by the Michigan Panthers, who apparently lived up to that hype. Shea Patterson. I remember that now. Now that you say mm-hmm. that, what what are these guys making? Like, what what is the salary in the USFL? Sixty thousand. Um, I think you is get insurance. Are they minimum, employees yeah, or ten ninety nine guys? No, you get um. You get some sort of like health insurance. I think sixty thousand is the minimum, and then there's uh like first tier, second tier. It's a it's a tiered salary type situation. So there were only five quarterbacks drafted. Are there existing rosters then for these yes. teams? Yeah. Yes. Okay. So some teams like who are the best players in the USFL? Last year, Cavante Turner. Uh, yeah, okay. for sure. <laughs> I remember him from TCU, and I, I remember he definitely tore up the USFL last year because I was watching all those games. Do you guys watch spring football at all, or have you watched any of these leagues? No. I was watching the Hurricane Stadium Series game at a sports bar, and yes, one of the TVs had XFL, and one of the guys I was with was sweating in under 35 and a half. <laughs> so like, <laughs> I can say I took in opening weekend. I watched a little bit of it. I saw some of it just like as it was in passing. And then I talked to Matt Barry, who called one of the games. There are some things, I think this is in the XFL I'm talking about now, but right. there are some things where the NFL, I think, should pay attention to maybe college football too, especially with safety on the horizon. Kickoff. The kickoff return, like kickoff, I like the way they do that. It encourages more returns, but there's not the running head start where all of a sudden you turn around and there's that big collision, but they start kind of closer and backed up, and then there's just like a little retreat, and then they go. I like the way they do that. The also the onside kick, which I didn't think I would like because I've always been like a, more of a traditionalist. But the one team took instead of doing the onside kick, they did the fourth and fifteen mm-hmm. option, converted. And if you're a late game situation, who would you rather see, Bryce Young with an opportunity on a fourth and fifteen quarterback ball in his hands, or a kicker hoping on a whim that you get a funky bounce and try to recover it that way? Like I like the fact that there's some skill on that one. So like I think it's. All of it's breeding ground for not only for talent, but also for experimenting with the rules. Yeah, I've I've always been kind of I, I want to I've always been kind of behind that fourth and fifteen idea instead of the onside kick. I can't remember who first proposed it a few years ago. It, it was a blogger, I know that, but I've always kind of dug that idea. But I just with the spring football leagues, I've taken on an approach where until one actually sticks, I'm just not devoting any of my time to it. Same. I- like if it's on TV and I'm around and I'm laying around and there's not golf on, I'll throw that's, it on. Yeah, that's the thing. I'd, I'd rather watch so many other sports. Like I love football, but I don't need it year round because I also like other sports. Yeah, I, I, like three or four years ago, I was on a bachelor party in Austin and it was raining really bad. And we were, we were kind of waiting for it to clear up a little bit before we took took the Uber out and we we had it on. We're like, can we find a way to bet on this? And so we did a little bit, but it, it I think that league folded it. What, what league was basically like in existence only for the tech? And then they realized like the app the, is worth the AAF more. or whatever. Yes. The yeah. And they're like, oh, okay, the, the app is actually worth something. The, the, the on-field product is worth zero. That's um, where the players weren't, their checks were bouncing or they weren't mm-hmm. getting paid. That was awful. That was a bad, yeah. bad look. That was actually a great league because I bet the under in every single game for like the first two weeks because I figured there was absolutely no practice. Like they just threw everything together and like, all right, let's go play football. And I'm like, there's no way in hell these offenses are going to be able to score points. They don't know any of the plays. That's correct. 
Again, under 30, 35 and a half, never a doubt on Saturday night. <laughs> but weren't there lots of overs? I, I saw the stat. I thought it was like the overs went like three and one this weekend in the XFL. Ooh. I mean, I wasn't paying that much attention to it. They set them pretty low. I mean, there was a 35 and a half. There were some low, but I think they were lower scoring games. Yeah. Are, are all these on. teams like in, are, are they trying to like capitalize on being near uh, major college cities? Cause like Memphis, you know, there's, there's Birmingham. One, yeah. Philly, I guess. New Orleans. Yeah, I I will not follow the race for the playoffs. I will not know statistics, but I, Danny, I'm kind of with you. If it's on and I'm flipping around, sure, I can, I can, I can nosedive in on football the same way I nosedive in on like a, a high school football game. You know, you show up, you're like, hey, I can watch some, some football here for an hour, but I, I don't think I'm going to be having like hardcore rooting interests. Do you guys want to start a USFL fantasy league? Nope. Damn. <laughs> no, not that interested. I, was, I, that's, I mean, here, I can give you my $200 right now. Right. <laughs> Chip trying to draft Patrick Mahomes and Mark Andrews somehow. Yeah. <laughs> I always over, Tom knows I always overdraft Mahomes and Mark Andrews. That's why I don't know any running backs, no wide receivers. I'm just going to build around these two. Just waiver. Oh. Of it. New Jersey draft positions penalized for violating offseason roster management rules. There you go. Criminals. Yeah, they tried to get Tom Brady too. All right. Throw me on the record. Jersey was in the wrong place at the wrong time. (laughs) Throw throw me on the record as a New Orleans Breakers fan. Uh, They had the most number of dudes that I remembered. Tyler Scott from wide receiver from Cincinnati. Noah Taylor, who was at Virginia and North Carolina. DJ Ivy from Miami. Keaton Mitchell, who's kind of a sick running back from ECU. Isaiah Moore from NC State. Tyler Baker Williams from NC State. The aforementioned Jake Bobo from UCLA. And Dante Stills, who I thought was an NFL draft pick, but is a sixth round pick here in the USFL, a disruptive uh, defensive tackle coming out of West Virginia. New Orleans is going to finish first by a mile or last by a mile. They're doing that thing where like college baseball coaches like, look at this signing class we just had. I'm like, all 12 of those are going pro. You are you are actually going to have zero of those kids get on campus. Like this is maybe they found a market inefficiency and these guys are just not good NFL draft prospects. But uh, yeah, like everybody else seemed to kind of stay in their lane with getting guys that are not going to make an NFL roster. And New Orleans is like, uh, no, we're, we're getting all these dudes that we saw on Saturday. Like yeah. They only watched the major family of networks on Saturdays, and they just drafted yeah. those guys. Coming up on the other side, we dive into the full, expanded Big Ten schedule for the future. We'll work it out here on air. Next. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. 
Uh, all right, let's get to the business of the day, which is, of course, trying to construct the perfect Big Ten schedule. Uh, w- this is going to be a 16-team league. And as we jump into this, I want to just sort of like check because I think that for our purposes, it does make sense to do the um, you know three permanent partners rotate out six other conference games one year, six other conference games the next year. Less debate as the Big Ten is already playing a nine-game conference schedule. Do you think, as the Big Ten, remember, is undergoing leadership change right now, Kevin Warren on his way out, we don't know the next commissioner, do you think that the Big Ten will use another format uh, for constructing its future league schedule? No. No division. I hope not. I would like to see some similarity, especially if these are the two that are going to evolve eventually five, ten years as the super conferences and maybe they add something like that. But one of the things that's been very frustrating is trying to figure out which conference is doing what, who's playing on level playing fields, like who's playing eight, who's playing nine. I would like them both to play nine conference games, one additional power five non-conference opponent, and then two they can do whatever they want. But I would love to see some continuity. I think that'd be good for the sport. I like that, Tom. You got us set with the must-have rivalries. Any, uh, any, some like Michigan and Ohio State. That's very simple here. But you want to run through some of these others and your basic thinking as to why these were uh, our starting blocks for the exercise. I mean, I think most of them are pretty self-explanatory. Michigan, Ohio State. You have to have that. Michigan, Michigan State in-state rivalry kind of a big deal they pretend they're not but they are that's how you know it is indiana purdue in-state rivalry illinois northwestern in-state rivalry uh iowa and minnesota floyd of rosedale iowa wisconsin iowa iowa minnesota like those three states kind of just have all their rivalries already embedded and they have to play uh and then obviously usc ucla i mean these i feel like no matter what variation we end up with here or whether the Big Ten, I think those rivalries you can pretty much lock in. They will be played. They will be part of the permanent pods. So where do we want to start? Uh, Because I've got a suggestion. Can we just round out Iowa? Because we have already represented the Floyd of Rosedale, and we have already represented the Heartland Trophy. And Nebraska doesn't have one yet. Mm -hmm. Can we throw Nebraska on there, the Heroes Trophy? Yeah, I mean, when when I did this exercise before the show, Iowa was my Texas. Like, when we did the SEC, for me, Texas's three rivals were very obvious. Same with Iowa. It's going to be Minnesota, Wisconsin, and Nebraska. It's just I don't think Nebraska and Iowa's etched in stone, so I didn't include it in the must-haves. It seems like the Big Ten has tried to make this a thing, for sure, right? Yeah. Um, Iowa doesn't really play that aesthetically pleasing of a brand of football, so... I do think that this is going to be one where ratings and, and and I bet you the broadcast partners are going to have a big say in this. That they're going to be like, yeah, that's a cute little trophy. Don't care, right, for, for some of these, especially because in this league there are a million trophies. But it does seem like they've the league has really tried to push this. Nebraska needs an annual rival that it actually cares about. I, I vote yes on this too. I'm going to tell you that for this purposes, like if if we are, I know we, we didn't decide to cosplay or role play the different sides of this, but I am my uh, my caucus uh, number one priority for these debates is trophies. I just I want to keep all the trophies as best possible. Trophy trophy priority party here in the TPP. 
uh, here in uh, Raleigh, North Carolina. I will tell you right now, you could try to keep all the trophies, but you can't because there are too many trophies. I thought about teeing up some eulogy music so I can say farewell it, to them as well. <laughs> knowing Tom, he probably went through a lot of iterations on this, it, like behind the scenes. And like, what was the maximum number of trophies? You, or like, what was, the, what was the smallest number of trophies you were able to, to keep out? Uh, there were 17, I guess, officially recognized trophies, if you include the $5 bits of broken chair which i do um i was able to keep 10 yeah it wow. and here's the thing too like the other thing because i did go through a whole bunch of iterations for this i got a story coming out on it on the website tomorrow too kind of like chip what you did with the sec last week and there is no because like with texas and oklahoma joining the sec it's a lot more natural just geographically and there are already being some rivalries that exist when you throw USC and UCLA into the bunch where there really aren't any actual rivalries that exist between those two schools and anybody in the Big Ten, every single school fan base athletic director is going to be pissed off about something because you're not, I can't keep there's there's no format that keeps everybody's rivals that they want. Like we've already got fans in the chat complaining that Minnesota and Wisconsin is not considered an etched in stone must have game. I don't know if that's what they generally feel or if the minnesota fans are scared of getting michigan because i did have a couple minnesota fans dm me last week saying please don't make us play michigan (laughs) (laughs) um michigan would be on my list for usc or michigan state i i mean i don't know how tom has his going and i i mean he's the guy i'm going to look to in this obviously here here's what i the problem i ran into with usc I want to give them because for like television purposes, because I was trying to think of that too, like what TV is going to want. But you have to remember the Big Ten now has three networks broadcasting its games, CBS, NBC and Fox. USC is keeping the Notre Dame game every year. So that's kind of a protected rivalry already, even though it doesn't count as a Big Ten conference game. So if you give USC like an Ohio State or a Michigan you are then forcing them to play Ohio State, Michigan, Notre Dame in every other year. So NBC is going to get that game anyway, regardless whether it's in California or it's in South Bend because they own the rights to the Big Ten and they own the rights to Notre Dame. So they'll get that game. So for me, since USC is going to be playing Notre Dame every single season and it's going to be getting at least – then you split Ohio State, Michigan. And so on alternate years, USC is going to get Notre Dame – and then Ohio State, Penn State, or Michigan, Penn State. That's a really tough schedule for the Trojans, and you are trying to maximize your playoff bids, and USC is a traditional power that you want to help try to maximize. So the three rivals I came up with for USC are obviously UCLA, because, duh. But the other two, I wanted to give them somewhat of a lighter slate, Michigan State, because the day that UCLA and USC announced that they were joining the Big Ten, I tweeted, if USC-Michigan State isn't a rivalry game where they are playing for a Trojan horse trophy, the Trojans versus the Spartans, then what the hell are we even doing? So for me, Michigan State needs to be one of USC's rivals because while the trophy idea is fun, that's also a way to establish them as a quote-unquote Big Ten school to make them feel like they're part of the conference. It's natural, as natural as going to get when it comes to trying to shoehorn them into this process. And then for the third rivalry, I gave them Northwestern, two private schools. Two major markets, L.A., Chicago. 
I think if I'm Fox or CBS or NBC, I'm like piss on that. I, yeah. I, I didn't I didn't shell out this kind of money to get USC Northwestern annually or USC Michigan State. Like, but you are but you're still going to get USC Ohio State every other year and then USC Michigan every other year and then USC Penn State every other year. So you're still going to get Notre Dame, Michigan and Ohio State versus USC every single season. Mm, I, I'm going to say that USC needs to have either Michigan or Michigan State. So now you're going to make Michigan play Ohio State, Michigan State, and USC every year? I, I was thinking more like USC could get UCLA, Penn State, Michigan State. Yeah, Penn State that, has nobody either. That's what That means that, that, that USC Ooh. would get either Michigan or Ohio State annually. So you're not getting the top two, like one of the top two annually, right? They're like guaranteed, but you know, then you could still like give them US, that Michigan State. Do you like um, USC Nebraska, the most Western Big Ten team? Lines up with the new Western uh, that could work. counterpart. I, gave, I ended up giving them to UCLA, but yeah, that could work too. But the other thing to consider, though, is as far as television ratings, what's going to do better, Ohio State, USC, or Ohio State, Penn State? Ohio State, mm. Penn State. Yeah. So I wouldn't prioritize making USC play Ohio State over having Ohio State play Penn State every year. For those listening on the audio side, Michigan, we already has Ohio State, Michigan State, Ohio State has Michigan, Michigan State has Michigan, uh, Indiana has Purdue, Purdue has Indiana, Illinois has Northwestern, Iowa rounded out, Minnesota, Wisconsin, Nebraska, which of course means that Minnesota, Wisconsin, and Nebraska all have Iowa. We don't have seconds for either of those. Northwestern has Illinois, UCLA has USC, USC has UCLA. I think we can go Penn State and Maryland. I know that's not yeah. a trophy game, but you know they've been like when they were, they've been playing for a long time, and there was a time where that was a rivalry game. If we're trying to line up some partners, I think that that's a way we can put one on the board for each of them. Penn State has played more games against Maryland than it has any other Big Ten team. Yeah, they just weren't members of the Big Ten yet. They were independent. I got, I got no objection there, mm -hmm. Danny. I mean, are, are we no, I have no objection at all either. Who is Penn State's? TV game, like who is their pairing where you're going to pair them with one of the? I think Ohio State. Ohio, I think you I have think to Ohio have that State. game. Yeah. Yep. Probably Ohio State. Yeah. Yep. All right. Poor um, Rutgers. We're just waiting to fill I you know. in as competitive balance. Like if you're Rutgers, Maryland regionally. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I think New so. Teams. It's it's somewhat drivable for them too, right? Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, so let's kill a Maryland and a Rutgers here. Not literally kill. Just uh, we're not. <laughs> well, doing, uh, I wouldn't. You know, basketball stuff here. Uh, <laughs> all right, that's uh, Ohio State, Penn State. Got, got those off the board too. All right. So the the f what's the Minnesota? What's the one that we're um, clamoring for? Everybody wants Minnesota. Wants well, Minnesota, Wisconsin. I guess Paul Bunyan's axe is awesome. They've mm -hmm. played for it 133 times, dating all the way back to 1890. The uh, the trophy party suggests that we do give Paul Bunyan's axe a permanent rivalry. Is that which, which game is Paul Bunyan's axe? Minnesota Wisconsin. Minnesota Wisconsin. Okay, cool. Just want to make sure we, you weren't, we weren't arguing for Minnesota uh, Michigan. It is the most played of all of the mm -hmm. Big Ten rivalries. Gotta yeah. have it. All right, like that that trio right there for me. Like I said, doing Iowa, Minnesota, Wisconsin, when I've done, they were pretty much the easiest every time, and it was very constant. 
All right. All right. So uh, right now, um, where can we go next to be able to, uh, to start to fill this thing in? Well, I think for me, like before USC and UCLA joined the conference, the two closest schools in the Big Ten are Illinois-Purdue. It's a 90-minute drive. They have a trophy. So for me, both of them are looking for second rivals. I think Illinois and Purdue are good matches. Plus, you add in the kind of spice of Illinois' defensive coordinator just recently leaving to become the head coach at Purdue. I, I like go, that. Yeah, I, I can like go with Illinois-Purdue. So Purdue now has Indiana and Illinois. Illinois now has Northwestern and Purdue. Which means that their third rivals need to be one of the big teams. What about the Illibuck? Can we throw Illinois up there for Ohio State? I did. That's not the one in my latest model that I came up with for other reasons, but I would like, I do think that there's a very good chance the Yellow Buck survives. It's just, it's one of those situations where with UCLA and USC, I feel like what the Big Ten is going to try to do is they're not going to want to give them East Coast permanent rival games. They're going to try to keep their permanent rivals as far west co- as far as the western half of the Big Ten as possible. So I ended up with US- UCLA adding Illinois as a rivalry because UCLA and Illinois, that's the I, I think Illinois is the second most. UCLA has more games against Illinois than all other Big Ten teams except for one. I can't remember what. It was. How is there any like bowl games for that? Bowl games and just playing games, non-conference matchups. It's thirteen, I think. Let me see if I can find that real quick. Occupy like similar <laughs> tier within the, like they were meeting in these similar tiered bowl games. Yeah, no, here it is. The, the team that UCLA has played the most is Nebraska. 13 games. The second most is Illinois. Mm. Do we like Rutgers Northwestern, by the way? <laughs> Throwing them each a bone. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. I mean, wrong. look, it's going to, it's going to increase the odds of, of getting teams to bowls. It, also, I mean, like I think this keeps most everybody happy, right? So, in terms of your TV partners are going to love this because it's a game that none of them probably have to get stuck with. Right? That is it, a big ten network on, eleven a.m. game if I ever saw one, right there. Right. It also like that's one that Fox and CBS and NBC are going to love because it means it increases the chance that we're going to get you know like a Michigan USC or Ohio State USC type thing. Like the only people who object to that I think are probably like the people who have to sell tickets at Rutgers and Northwestern, although people tend to buy tickets for teams who win, uh, regardless if they're actually good or not. Uh, is that a rivalry? Like, are there any Northwestern rivalries that we're actually missing here? Or in Rutgers, clearly no. Uh, no, it's just uh, Illinois. Land of Lincoln trophy? Penn State Ooh. for Rutgers. I feel like we already did that with the Maryland thing, though. Yeah, but they actually do border each other. Yeah, but like, I mean, if you're for good game setups, the only good game we're giving Penn State annually is Ohio State. Like, we're not but firing that bullet if, against USC. Well, we haven't given if you're going, USC. Yeah, if you're going with the 366 model, you just alternate Michigan and USC every year. So they're playing Ohio State and Michigan or Ohio State USC every single season. Yeah, but, I mean, but I see, that's, that's it. You can't get every single one. You've got 16 schools. A bunch of them are big brands. You cannot get every big brand game. This is the problem I've been dealing with all week trying to come up with these things. Well, I, I like Rutgers and Northwestern as a pair. Oh, it is a disgusting pair. I think we should do it. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> I mean, and so, sometimes you just got to know like where you're at. I've been, listen, right. I have been the Rutgers and the Northwestern at times, you know, when everybody's pairing up bunch of guys, a bunch of girls. Sometimes you're the Rutgers, you know? 
when you're running with a bunch of Ohio States and Michigans, you got to go find the Northwestern out there. And you know what? You can have a great time with the Northwestern. You and the Northwestern can have a ball, all right? You still be hanging out with the Ohio States and the Michigans, but Northwestern, yeah, that's my Northwestern over there. Chip likes smart girls. (laughs) (laughs) Um, All right. Coming up on the other side, we continue. We'll do a quick recap of what we've got on the board so far, and we round out the future Big Ten schedule with USC and UCLA on board. Next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Back here on the Cover 3 podcast, here's what we've got on the board so far. Michigan, two partners locked in, one partner left to be decided, Ohio State and Michigan State. Ohio State as Michigan and Penn State. Penn State, Maryland and Ohio State. Maryland, Penn State and Rutgers. Michigan State still need two more. They just have Michigan. Indiana has Purdue, still need two more. Rutgers has Maryland and Northwestern. Purdue has Indiana and Illinois. Illinois has Northwestern and Purdue. Iowa is done. Minnesota, Wisconsin, Nebraska. Minnesota need one more. Already got Iowa and Wisconsin. Wisconsin need one more. Got Iowa, Minnesota, Nebraska. Just with Iowa on the board so far. Northwestern with Illinois and Rutgers. And our poor Pac-12 uh, <laughs> refugees here as UCLA just as USC and USC just as UCLA. Uh, lots of work to do for the newcomers. And if you are listening to this on the audio side, we're trying to keep you up to date as much as possible. I cannot encourage you enough. Um, the really good work done here to be able to give some visual aid aids so youtube.com slash cover three if you want to watch along and play along like the many 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 of you uh, that are watching live and we'll circle back to be able to watch this later do we want to give ucla indiana so when they get together they can talk about when their basketball programs used to be good yes if, <laughs> if we get to that point and we need a third for each then that that could that could certainly work the like fading blue bloods the like now grayish blue Just, bloods. Oh, no, the, the comments are about to blow up with ucla being what like a top 10 team right now in indiana just yeah. <laughs> i know indiana just lost by 15 in michigan state yeah indiana's bad at basketball now no they're good at no, basketball they're good. i just i just refuse to say that they're good at basketball because it's more fun to troll <laughs> yeah they are actually on the upswing right now in terms of uh their basketball led sport. by led by 35 year old trace jackson davis the indiana hoosiers are a solid ncaa tournament team <laughs> hey listen i'm i am here for traditional bigs and old guys running college basketball <laughs> because the way that the nba has gone college basketball can be dominated by a 24 year old who's just out there <laughs> muscling everybody here for it 
Um, all right, so where do we do we want to round somebody out, or do we want to add a second partner for Michigan State, Indiana, Nebraska, UCLA, or USC? Well, Nebraska has to have one of the California schools. You can't give Nebraska right. both California schools. So the question is, which California school do we want to give them? If you're actually concerned with USC's schedule strength, then maybe it makes more sense to have Nebraska USC. And they're barely storied programs. I guess I could see that. I, I mean, do you love that if you, if if you're trying to like make big big games? But I guess you got it. Like Nebraska's spending, maybe they'll yeah. get back. Yeah, you've got to project that with Matt Rule and like the resources around there, that that could be something that I mean, Matt Rule versus Lincoln Riley. You, you could you can sell yourself that sexy. Yeah, sexy. Yeah, I think I think USC. All right. And then another thing to consider. If, like somebody in the chat's mentioning Wisconsin-UCLA, I think that's a good matchup on paper. But do you want to make the California schools play in the cold weather states? I mean, yes, they joined the league. Which ones aren't aren't cold? (laughs) uh, Wisconsin and Minnesota and Michigan are really the only three states where you're very highly likely to see snow games at the end of the year. Like, because the season ends in November. It, right. Like, the snow doesn't really come to the Midwest until late December. Um, I just think you need a bigger game for for UCLA. Like, I think they have to get one of the top three. One of your Michigan, Ohio State, Penn State. Yeah. Yeah, we we've got to put all right. Yeah, newcomers. That's what I'm saying. We got to get the yeah. newcomers some good. Yeah. Probably, probably Michigan, right? UCLA, Michigan. But now Michigan's got three tough rivals. I mean, tough-ish, but like UCLA, I, UCLA right. is more manageable than USC. And yeah, Michigan well, State. Not, I mean, they're they're a little up and down, you know. Hey, Michigan State's been to the college football playoff. Yeah, uh, this is true. UCLA hasn't. Yeah, neither no, is USD. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> I, you, I think UCLA, Michigan, right? I think so. I don't know why it's the colors or something. It just feels right. The colors will look absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Or you can do Penn State. I mean, Penn State has Ohio State, Maryland, you know. What about USC? Penn State, USC. I love that. Mm-hmm. But I think I think Tom's going to think that's that's too hard. And given that we already gave him Nebraska, I don't. Totally it's not even that. It's just, again, I, I don't think the Big Ten's going to try to give them East Coast permanent rivals. They're going to well, try then, to mitigate travel as much as possible. So if Ohio State already has Michigan and Penn State, do you think, Tom, it is likely that the third, because, I mean, this is one of those situations I thought about too, is like who is the biggest voice in the room? Because Kevin Warren's on his way out. And if they have to make these decisions before there's a new commissioner in charge, or if there's a new commissioner in charge, then that commissioner ain't going to be the biggest voice in the room, not going to be able to like really hammer their fist on the table and make things happen in a way that uh, you know they feel like they can control the best interests. It's going to be a free-for-all, in which case I might think that Gene Smith is one of the biggest voices in the room, the athletic director from Ohio State. And if Gene Smith doesn't want to have uh, Michigan, Penn State, USC, because that is the, you know, three of the top five sort of programs in the, the future Big Ten, then I think we could round Ohio State out. We just need to round Ohio State out with a more manageable third partner. Rutgers. I'm cool with that. I mean, that third is... Ru- 
Rutgers for who? Ohio, Ohio State. State and close Ohio State out. That with Michigan wow. and Penn State already locked in, even though a television executive wants to throw USC on there, um, that I don't think Gene Smith would allow Michigan, Penn State, USC to be Ohio State's permanent rotation. Because here's like the other thing you got to consider too, like when it comes to trying to figure out TV matchups. Ohio State's already got Michigan, Penn State. It's playing a nine-game conference schedule in a conference that will still also have USC, UCLA, Nebraska, Wisconsin, Iowa. Ohio State's going to be playing three of those teams every year, along with their permanent rivals. You have to give them breaks. I mean, this new schedule is easier than the one they were playing. Because no, it's not. They they no, no, no. They no. didn't have to play USC. They didn't have to play Wisconsin and Iowa every year. This yeah, is the not bottom be of the easier Ten, for anybody. Yeah, the bottom of the Big Ten East was, was yeah, dog shit. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, yeah I see. I, I like that. Give Rutgers to Ohio State, so we close out Ohio State with Michigan, Penn State, Rutgers. That and again, like that is my strongest take: is Ohio State will not get screwed in this process. The only concern I have with that is now I don't have Vila Buck. <laughs> but every other year, but Illinois does need a big kind of because with northwestern purdue that's too soft so you need to give them like a bigger third opponent so illinois michigan have played a lot you could go illinois penn state you could go illinois usc it is farther west so the travel is not as big of a concern i mean the usc you're buying usc into the league and the biggest name you're giving them is nebraska i just I could do uh, UCLA, Illinois. U- USC is not the television ratings draw you think, though. Yeah, but like, it's going to be their West nighttime Coast. game. Like, if, mm-hmm. if, if I mean, if you're the league, they will aren't be you playing. trying to program big games for them on the West but Coast? You're going to have big games because they're going to be playing one of Michigan, Ohio State, Penn State every single season. They'll play two yeah, of them some years. But I want them to play two of those every single season. Like, that's the draw. It's not Indiana or Northwestern. Like, I, I, I think but, if you have three TV partners... Don't you need to set up a minimum of two really good games every week and probably three? Mm-hmm. What about like, Michigan State? No, NBC is already out of the picture because NBC is getting USC Notre Dame every year. Sure, but that's that's one week. I don't know. Man. So Fox and CBS get one giant USC opponent every year, and they're going to be playing Ohio State or Michigan every single season. What about USC Penn State? That closes. I mean, it's tough for Penn State to get Maryland, Ohio State, USC, but um, that closes us out for both Penn State and USC. Again, the only issue there will be the travel. The uh, Michigan part of State, the deal, though, at some point you got to be like, "Hey, you guys signed up for this." Everything for USC is a flight, right? Like, there's nothing, nothing they're, they're busing to. But um, if you could take an hour off of a flight, yeah, and time zones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the other thing, too. Penn State's in the eastern time zone. Would you rather have them flying to central time zones or the eastern time zone? What about Wisconsin with either USC or UCLA? I like that. I do enjoy the idea of USC and UCLA having to play a snow game. I just don't know if the conference will be in on that or if they'll be into it. You want to give Wisconsin USC? That would do numbers. I think it's I'd like, like big enough games or like big enough names. Yeah. I I think that you could do I, I think that I would rather see a Penn State or Michigan State fall on that USC line as our big draw. 
They have also, played some. Oh, you know what? No, wait, whoa, whoa, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on, hold on. USC's third rival is Michigan State. I'm not accepting any other. <laughs> I'm not accepting any other option there. I, I what if we switch Nebraska to UCLA? Yeah, then we give Nebraska to UCLA there. and give Michigan State to USC. Okay. We have right. to have the Trojan Horse Trophy. I kind of like that. All right. So then, by the way, that means that. Uh, oh no. All right. That looks correct to us here mm-hmm. on the chat. Sorry, this is another edition of the podcast. You guys should probably subscribe and get us to 26,000, by the way, because like, this is going to be much better on video uh, than it is for audio. When we embed this in Tom's story, we've, we're going to embed the YouTube just because it was just like open acknowledgement. This is a much better show with visual aids. Yeah. All right. But for those listening on audio, trying to keep track along Michigan, we need one more. Just got Ohio State and Michigan State. Congratulations, Ohio State. You're in the books. You've got Michigan, Penn State, and Rutgers. Uh, Penn State needs one more. We got Maryland and Ohio State. Maryland needs one more. Got Penn State and Rutgers. Michigan State needs one more. Got Michigan and USC. Indiana needs two more. Only sitting currently with Purdue, the old oaken bucket. Uh, We've got Rutgers closed out at Maryland, Northwestern, Ohio State. Purdue at Indiana, Illinois, need one more. Illinois, got Northwestern and Purdue, need a big dog. Uh, Iowa closed out at Minnesota, Wisconsin, Nebraska. That's perfect. Minnesota, Iowa, Wisconsin, need one. Uh, Wisconsin, Iowa, Minnesota, need one. Uh, Nebraska, Iowa, UCLA, need one. Same with Northwestern, which only has Illinois and Rutgers, need a big dog. Uh, UCLA, which has USC and Nebraska. USC, which has UCLA and Michigan State. We so far have not given USC or UCLA anyone on the farthest East Coast. So that fits uh, a good suggestion and sort of a, a loose, a soft rule that Tom has imposed. And we've tried to maintain as many of these trophies as possible. So where do we want to go next? Should we give Indiana, <coughs> excuse me, should we give Indiana another one? They're the only one with one. Indiana needs to have Michigan or Penn State. I think it's Michigan State. Yeah, no, you can actually Indiana, Michigan State, I think have played quite a bit. So you can give Michigan State with Michigan, USC definitely needs kind of a soft landing for its third. Because like we can't give them Penn State and bring back the land grant and ask the Spartans to play Michigan, USC and Penn State every year. They would go six and six. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, land grant trophy. I know. Which Uh was actual just made up a couple years ago anyway. So (laughs) oh, did it just get applied? They're like, it was well, when Penn State, yeah, when Penn State joined the conference, they needed to have somebody to play on Rivalry Week. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So what about the so we need soft landing for Michigan and what about harder games for some of these bottom dwellers? Yeah. You know, like they I mean, I get you want to get them some wins, but could, the George could... Jewett trophy. Michigan and Northwestern. That, that works, but another one, too. Hold on. Let me look real quick. Let me look this up because I don't yeah. have it memorized. It's Michigan's all-time opponents. Now, can you guess who Michigan's played more than any other team in the history of the world? Um, Minnesota. Rutgers? North, <laughs> wait, uh, Ohio State. Okay, oh, is your guess, Chip. You're correct. Ohio State is my guess. Second at 104 is Minnesota, which we could do, but 
Little I mean, Brown I, Jug is iconic. Yeah, I I, yeah. I agree. I think Minnesota makes sense there. But the other option is another school that kind of needs a big opponent too. Michigan has played Illinois as many times as it's played Michigan State. So I feel like Minnesota or Illinois are the two best options there. Minnesota because of the little brown jug, but Illinois because you need to give Illinois a top opponent. So which one do we want to prioritize? I think we want to prioritize competitive balance. Right? Yeah. Because the other bit, like the options to close out Illinois are Michigan or Penn State. Mm -hmm. Or USC. Ooh. But Bud doesn't want to give USC, UCLA, Michigan State, and Illinois. I just think you need a bigger traditional Big Ten team for, for USC. I, I, I think you need to have like big time matchups annually. Like I. But. Michigan State doesn't do it for me. That's just kind of like a meh. So then we you can know, give. not going to compete give, against the SEC. We can give USC Penn State, but again, yeah, I, the travel. Th- I again, I think that I'm not saying it's impossible. I'm just thinking that they're going to the travel thing will be an issue. But the I mean, way things they, are breaking down, they fly down, private. I assume, right? Mm-hmm. And it's one trip to the East Coast every other year. But remember, that, California that takes cares about the environment which is why they're always flying private jets everywhere. <laughs> what about Rutgers bumps up to Michigan, Illinois goes to Ohio State? I like that. Wait, Rutgers bumps to Michigan. Mm-hmm. Take them off Michigan of Ohio Rutgers. State. Sure. Michigan. And then, and then give that. Illinois to Ohio State. And then the Illabuck is back. Okay, got it. And Ohio State gets Illinois Illinois gets Ohio State, so we are closed there now. Chip, yes. can you recap that while I, while I do this? Sure. Uh, Michigan is closed out. Your permanent rivals are Ohio State, Michigan State, and Rutgers. Ohio State is closed out. You have Michigan, Penn State, and Illinois. Rutgers is closed out. Maryland, Northwestern, Michigan. Illinois is closed out. Northwestern, Purdue, Ohio State. Iowa is closed out. Minnesota, Wisconsin, Nebraska, Everyone has two. Now we just need to pair up some thirds. And newsflash, folks, it's going to get messy. Mm-hmm. See, this is what I've been dealing with all week. You're getting to this point where it's just, it's, yeah. Frankie ah. hasn't been walked. Lynn hasn't talked to Tom all week. He's just been crunching Big Ten schedules. This is what I do in my free time, yes. I think UCLA versus either Minnesota or Wisconsin furthest west you're worried about travel yeah yeah i mean i you know what let's first of all let's just round it out let's go penn state usc let's put it yeah yeah Yeah. all right and then there is if you want the rivalry trophies i brought it up earlier the five dollar bits of chair is wisconsin nebraska or minnesota nebraska i like that minnesota nebraska Five dollar bits of chair. The Minnesota Nebraska rivalry started in 1900. They have played 63 times. Now, when did the five dollar bits break into no. our consciousness? 2014. Do you do you, you want to know the 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 origin story for those who aren't aware of the five dollar bits of broken chair? Yes. The Goldie Gopher Twitter account was talking shit to Faux Pelini on Twitter. And they created during that back and forth the five dollar bits of broken chair, and the schools actually went along with it. 
I mean, that got more run than the civil conflict. So, mm-hmm. you know, good job there. I, All right. I, I do have a little problem with this, though, in that if you're Minnesota, annually you are a clear underdog against Iowa and Wisconsin, right? Does mm-hmm. Minnesota want to go into the year? Like, they're also a clear underdog annually on average against Nebraska. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's by much. How many no, schools but, available is Minnesota not an average underdog against? Yeah, Indiana, I, Purdue, potentially Maryland. But uh, not like a double-digit underdog. North, like Minnesota may be an underdog, but not by a great number. So, I'm just saying, like, does, does this kill Minnesota's bowl chances more often than not, right? Because normally they, they, they get a Northwestern. Now they're going to get, like, a lot more Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State, in addition to – how how often is Minnesota drawn a schedule where they're dogs in three of their nine Big Ten or in six of their nine Big Ten games? Like, do we care about that, or, or do we think the margins are close enough to where Minnesota's like, we can beat all these teams, or at least enough of them to make bowls? Yeah, I, I think the margins are close. Like, I mean, okay. it's like your classic, like the what did I say? A, a Big Ten West game is the home team favored by three and a half and an over under forty five. Damn right. So Minnesota, Nebraska. And yeah. I do think, honestly, like those states in that portion of the Big Ten West will prioritize playing each other over anything else. Yeah, I mean, you know, they're they even care needs, about those games. You know who needs a good opponent is Purdue. Mm, Indiana and Illinois. They need somebody. UCLA? <sighs> no. Mm, I mean, well, Wisconsin, you can argue UCLA, I was going to go. You can argue Indiana needs a good opponent, too. Michigan State's a good opponent. And Purdue's also better than Indiana, t- typically. Like, Indiana has the COVID year and literally, like, nothing else. Yeah, well, then we have to give Indiana Rutgers because Rutgers is the only other program you can sit and say Indiana's been consistently better than. I'm fine with that. But oh, Rutgers already has no, Maryland, like Northwestern, Rutgers. and Michigan. Yeah, I like yeah. Rutgers State, too. That's close. That's down. the point. Like, there are bottom feeder programs in the conference. You can't find opponents that they're going to be better than. Sorry, Indiana fans, you can get mad at me for it again. So the best, if, if we want to give Purdue something with to go with Indiana and Illinois, to me, the top, it's either got to be Wisconsin or UCLA. Mm-hmm. What do you think makes the most sense? <laughs> Nothing with UCLA makes the most sense in the Big Ten, Chip. So <laughs> I think, you know what? Like I, so that would leave what Maryland and Northwestern. Uh, so I think with our available options remaining, I would go UCLA, Indiana, Purdue, Wisconsin, and Northwestern, Maryland. UCLA, UCLA, Indiana, Purdue, mm-hmm. Wisconsin. Because mm-hmm. that's not because Purdue, Wisconsin is probably like a six-hour drive, so it's not that bad. What do you think? Danny? Man, Northwestern. If, who are we pairing Northwestern with? Because they'll have a cakewalk then, wouldn't they? Illinois, Rutgers, and Maryland. That's the problem, yeah. But that's yeah, but why. It, in, in the transfer portal era, I, I refuse to accept that any Big Ten team is, is a cakewalk for the Wildcats. Like, their true. their roster quality since, since the portal has, has debuted has tanked. Like, they can't get enough good transfers in there to offset, like, your, your hit rate, which – you know, like everybody uses the portal now to paper over what you got. It's the same thing as like Stanford, right? I, I'm all in favor of giving Illinois the, or Northwestern rather the, the three worst teams in the Big Ten if possible. Like it gives them a, a, a chance to make a bowl, 
They're not playing Indiana. Not yet. <laughs> I'm just saying I'm taking offense to you calling Illinois one of the three worst teams in the Big Ten. I guess and that is fair. Sorry, I'm I'm pretty hopped up on cold mess today. The, my, like the whole thing with this comes down to me is like the the lone good game combination left is Wisconsin UCLA. Right? The rest of these are not games that we would be really excited to watch for the most part. Mm-hmm. Do we care about like grabbing the like the lone good game left? Or, I think so. I think you want as many good guys. I, I jump on that one. Because like I Maryland think- UCLA would be like literally the battle to see who could have the fewest fans show up for a highly rated matchup with both yeah. good. I like Wisconsin UCLA. So would you do we want to go Maryland, Indiana, Purdue, Northwestern, UCLA, Wisconsin? Yeah, I I think like the t- the three TV partners too are going to be like, yeah, guess what, Big Ten Network, you you, you take Purdue Northwestern, yes, right. and if you want teams to go bowling, you know, it also makes everybody else's strength of schedule look better. If Ohio State has beaten three other bowl teams named you know Purdue, Indiana, and whomever, right? Like, I don't know. Like, do Wisconsin fans want to make a trip out to Cali every other year? Yes, they want to do it twice okay. a year. they want to go to the rose bowl like it's that's in the the wisconsin mindset for sure i yeah i i like that wisconsin ucla so that closes what do you think you 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 are mr big 10 i'm okay with that again i i enjoy the idea of ucla playing at wisconsin one november where it's you know 25 degrees and snowing, but I guarantee you if this happens, UCLA, Wisconsin will be in September or October every single season. So then are we saying Maryland, Indiana, Maryland, Indiana, and Purdue Northwestern? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <sighs> you gotta have some dogs on the Big Ten Network. Big Ten Network, we have constructed your, we've already got your picks uh, locked and ready to go. But, I mean, geographically, at least, like they're not big games. But for Purdue, Indiana, Illinois, Northwestern make a ton of sense. They're the shortest drives Purdue has for every conference game. Illinois, it's Indiana's, you know, Purdue and Michigan State are border schools or in-state. Maryland is just kind of what you're stuck with. Northwestern has no rivalries outside of Illinois. So it's kind of hard to find homes for it. Right, we, we found a home for it. It's 11 a.m. Central Time on the Big Ten Network. <laughs> All right. This is kind of um, cool. It does keep like to Tom's point. It, there are not a ton of super drivable games within the Big Ten. No, really, any league now compared to like the SEC is the only one that's really super closely clustered along a couple states. I mean, obviously, there's outliers there too. But that's a great point for if, if you're you know an Indiana fan or you know a Northwestern fan or um, Purdue fan that you can drive a lot of those. And you can win those games. So again, we're using the uh, the three six mafia model, uh, where you get three permanent partners, and then the other six rotate every other year. So you do see every single team at least every two years, and if you across a four year cycle, you get to see every team home and away. These three permanent partners you'll play every year. Uh, to recap, Michigan's three permanent rivals: Ohio State, Michigan State, Rutgers, Ohio State has Michigan, Penn State, Illinois. Penn State has Maryland, Ohio State, and USC. Maryland, Penn State, Rutgers, Indiana. Michigan State has Michigan, USC, and Indiana. Indiana, 
with Purdue, Michigan State, Maryland, Rutgers, Maryland, Northwestern, and Michigan. Purdue draws Indiana, Illinois, Northwestern, Illinois, Northwestern, Purdue, Ohio State. Iowa has Minnesota, Wisconsin, and Nebraska, Minnesota, Iowa, Wisconsin, Nebraska, Wisconsin, Iowa, Minnesota, UCLA, Nebraska, Iowa, UCLA, Minnesota. I mean, you talk about like states and schools that are all playing each other. That's a nice little nook right there. Northwestern gets Illinois, Rutgers, Purdue. Uh, congratulations, Cats. UCLA has USC, Nebraska, Wisconsin. USC has UCLA, Michigan State, and Penn State. You know, ideally, I'm thinking about this. Northwestern was kind of an afterthought for us through this entire process. But ideally for Northwestern, it dawns on me, their rivals should be Illinois, Rutgers, and one of the California schools. New York, Chicago, L.A., where all of their alums live. Uh, it's not a – is it too late? <laughs> I, think, I think the pieces are all in place. I can't, I can't take one out or else this whole thing – this is a Jenga – it's all going to just collapse to the floor and make a loud noise. Also, if any of our listeners and viewers have criticisms over the three we came up with for every school, please go through and do this exercise on your own and show us the perfect answer because it is impossible when a conference adds USC and UCLA to the big freaking 10. And please try to do one that is realistic in terms of like, hey, I'm going to turn my homework in to the broadcast partners and have them not immediately stamp mm -hmm. F on it. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of things you should stamp, I know a lot of people don't watch the chat live during the show, but you're listening to us. Maybe you're at your desk. Click on over to that, that, that YouTube tab that you have open and hit like for us. I know last time when we actually asked for the likes uh, mid-show, they, they shot up a lot. Everybody asking for them in the chat is awesome. We really appreciate you all, but... Uh, I know some people are kind of audio only because they're they're working and then you know kind of flipping back and forth. Hit that like button for us. We'd really appreciate it. Love it. Uh, and again, youtube.com slash cover three if you want to go and see this. And Tom has his own edition. Uh, his own work will be live on cbsports.com on Thursday. And you can follow him on Twitter at Bud Elliott3. You can follow him at Tom Fernelli. You can follow me at Chip underscore Patterson. We will be back. Thursday, 11 a.m. Eastern Time. We'll be taking some live audience questions. We will dip into the big old bag of mail. And those rule changes, yeah, we saw those rule change proposals. College football could be looking a lot differently. We will dive into that. So come and join the discussion. Gentlemen, thank you very much. Thank you. See y'all.